everyone, welcome to another episode of Nautical Knowledge and Nonsense. I'm your host, Captain Johan, and today's episode, we are going to be talking about sea shanties. However, I am not going to sing a single sea shanty for the duration of this episode. Now, I know some of you that are shanty lovers are saying, wow, why? What on earth? How can he do an episode on sea shanties without singing about sea shanties? Well, there's a few good reasons. Number one, sea shanties are making a big resurgence, apparently. Uh, they're popular on TikTok. They're popular with people of all ages, as they, they kind of always have been, but especially younger folks now. Just go out. You can, you can search for sea shanties. There's lots of means of finding sea shanties. So you don't need me singing to give examples there. Also, I'll be really honest, I'm not the biggest fan of listening to recorded sea shanties. I mean, there are a few exceptions. Uh, David Lovine, he put me in touch with the people that did the intro music that you guys hear for each episode. And, uh, you know, he's a great singer. I mean, there, there are some shantymen I like hearing, and there's some groups I enjoy hearing. But, but in general, I'm not the biggest fan of recordings. So I just figured I wouldn't sing myself. And also... <sighs> Honestly, recordings do not do it justice. I thought long and hard about an analogy that might work, and my brain is not the best when it comes to analogies, but I, I'm going to try here. Imagine sporting events. Most people in America especially know a lot about sports. And, you know, like it's kind of like imagine listening to a recording of a game and compare that with watching the game on television where you can see it. And then compare that with watching the game with your friends. And then compare that with going to a stadium where the crowd's there and you can feel the thunder of their feet and the clapping and have the hot dogs and all that stuff. And then imagine being the player out in the middle of the field and getting all that energy from the fans and the, the victory, the glory of victory and the, you know, the loss and everything. So there are big differences between all those. Well, it's kind of like shanties are the same way. Like I can listen to a recording and be like, yeah, okay, this is fun. You know, watch people singing in a pub like, man, I wish I were there. Um, I can go to a concert or, or something where I'm like watching others sing I'm like this is nice. But when you're actually doing it, when you're with your friends singing, it is entirely it's an amazing thing. I'm, I'll probably talk more about that. But basically, long story short, that's why I'm not the biggest fan of recordings. Also, it's an interesting enough topic, I think, that I can cover it without singing any songs. And lastly, I love singing and I love sea shanties. And some people do not. Some people don't like hearing singing. Some people don't like sea shanties. And honestly, I want everybody, I don't want people to be put off and not listen to this episode because of that. So therefore, I'm not singing so that absolutely everybody can have a chance to listen to this episode and hopefully come out with something new that they didn't know, something interesting. Who knows? This might even be a life changer. Maybe you will indeed go out with your friends and start singing songs. Now, I love singing songs close quarters with friends. There is nothing like it in all the world. And shanties, for me, happen, they fall in that category. So it's not that I'm, I'm a big lover of sea shanties, yes, but really it's I love singing together with people. And singing, it's the most natural thing in all the world. And it is, it is something that everybody, everybody's ancestors sang. I don't care who you are, where you're from, what your ancestry is, I guarantee you, be it from Africa, Europe, Asia, the New World, wherever, North South America, wherever your family is from, I guarantee you they sang in the past. Yeah, I once knew a fellow who had grown up in South Africa and he knew a lot of Zulus. And he said, when you go to a, a Zulu tribe, you, you don't ask them, do you sing? I mean, they would look at you like you're insane. It'd be like asking, do you breathe? And 
yeah, and they say there are no stupid questions, and there are. I mean, that that is a dumb question. Also, if you ask a tall ship captain, does his boat run on a track like the one in Disneyland when you're out in the ocean? That is also a stupid question. Don't ask that question, uh, please. I've actually had that happen. But the point is, yeah, singing for the Zulus, it's as natural as breathing. So to ask somebody, ask somebody, do you sing? It's, it's a bizarre question to ask. My personal experience singing started when I was very young. I remember being three years old at, at least, and, or maybe even younger, and making up songs in front of the fireplace. And it'd be like, oh, you know, here I am in front of the fireplace, and I'm looking around, and I see some stuff. And it was very basic. Uh, obviously, my parents encouraged it, and, you know, that was fine. Then elementary school, we my elementary school, ultimately we had like two choirs. Uh, one of them, I, I called it uh, yell singing, but it was it was actually, it was fun. You got to sing uh, very loudly, and uh, it was more more the style of like Broadway singing, you know, which, which, which was nice. Uh, but then we had like a formal choir uh, that was uh, a little more traditional, kind of traditional European style. Uh, but, but I'm glad, I'm glad I got exposure to both those different styles. And I definitely feel like, like my personal singing ability has a lot of variety because of it. And then of course there was singing in church. We did go to church most Sundays, uh, and did that. That was very formal. Didn't really, uh, enjoy that so much. Fast forward a little bit to Boy Scouts when I was a Boy Scout. And that was the first time with real group bonding and singing, like, like, like really, and um, I remember my scoutmaster, he was this great ex-Marine Corps mechanic that just brought our troop together. You know, he's, the first thing he says, he's, I'm going to put the outing back into scouting. And he did. And so we went around and he had a rowdy, uh, which I found out later was a pretty rowdy, raunchy uh, <laughs> song about his unit. And that, but he basically adopted that and, and let us adopt it, I should say. And that became kind of like our, our, our song for the troop. And so I would make up verses on that and had a lot of fun doing that. And we'd all sing that together. And then, of course, you have campfire songs and all that. I do remember uh, one time we were around the campfire at a leadership camp. And I do believe this is a world record. We start singing Henry the Eighth I Am. Kind of start as a joke. You know, you have second verse, same as the first. And you keep going and going and going and going. Well, we just didn't stop. And we started, like, I just remember we were sitting around the campfire, like bloodshot eyes, like all looking at each other, like, this is insane. Why are we still singing? And we got to, I think it was probably about the 35th verse or so. I start looking around at the other campsites and the fires, and I realize people are getting up. And I'm not exaggerating. I am not exaggerating one bit. I remember this. They all started kind of spontaneously standing up, these different patrols and they started heading over our way with sticks and flaming torches and i bravely told my patrol uh, i had to go talk to one of the other patrols who which wasn't standing up it was right next to us and so i went over to the wolverines i'm like hey guys how's it going and we got to the 38th verse of henry the eighth i am before i heard screams and yells coming from my patrol so yeah um hmm, i guess not the not the best leadership ability there but i was quite young so i hope everyone forgives me and then in college, yeah, that's when I discovered I can make up verses on the spot. In the marching band, which I was in, which was awesome, go Ags, uh, we had so much fun. And then oftentimes we'd have parties after the games. And at some point during the night, when everybody had had a bunch of drinks and was having a great old time, they would cut the music at the party, and then people would start singing and start doing crazy chants. And it was just a lot of fun. 
And for some of my, my favorite memories were of those parties and of us all singing together. It was just a really great time. Uh, then came Japan. After college, I went to Japan and I didn't do much singing there except for karaoke. So the Japanese, of course, famous for karaoke. And we did a lot of group singing with karaoke. And the way it's done in Japan, in, uh, in, a, in most East Asian countries, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but definitely in Japan, you go in, you have your little booth. So you go to like a karaoke you know, building kind of thing. Usually it's a building. And then you have a little booth. And so your little group's just together. It's actually quite intimate. And then you order drinks and food and, and sing crazy songs. It's a lot of fun. So we definitely sang a lot of karaoke. Uh, and it made it nice because, you know, most people do not want to sing in front of a massive crowd the way karaoke is often done in America. And, and most people don't even want to listen to that, honestly. But there, it's like you're with your friends. You're having a great time. It's a really neat way to get around the the modern culture that where people don't memorize songs. They can just kind of watch them on the screen. So that's pretty cool. Uh, also got rediscovered Dungeon Dragons in Japan. And uh, turns out that's cool now, too. So... Who knows? I guess the next cool thing is going to be contra dancing with the way things are going because, yeah, that just seems to be the pattern. First shanties, Dungeon Dragons, and now it'll be contra dancing next. You'll see, folks, after the pandemic, everybody want together and learn that amazing type of dancing. All right, well, it brings us to boats, finally. Some of my most favorite, favorite moments involved song and singing on boats and in different contexts, too. Uh, I remember early on uh, in boats, you know, I was very, very afraid of heights. Had to do with a little bit of childhood trauma. And I just went up every day. I just like forced myself to climb. Even when we weren't sailing, even when we didn't need to go up aloft, I asked permission, Captain, can I go up aloft? And I just practiced and practiced until I got over my fear of heights. But for those first few, honestly, first few months, not even weeks, it took months, uh, it was pretty darn scary. And I remember we were in Sacramento in, in like probably within the first two weeks of my time on Lady Washington. And I was up there helping Shiny sew a sail. And Shiny, of course, oh my gosh, one of the choruses in my song is, uh, or one, <laughs> one of the verses is, uh, we're hanging from the foot ropes for a laugh. And he was just doing monkey kind of stuff. And it was so, so confident with his climbing. And he was purposely doing that because I was not confident. I was very scared. And he was just scaring the bejesus out of me <laughs> because I was like, ah, he's going to fall. But uh, anyway, we were sitting there and we were sewing up sail. And he was on the outside. Thank you, Shiny. I appreciate that a lot. I would have been very nervous on the outside of that sail. Uh, the forward side of the sail, I should say. I was on the after side where I had the foot rope to sit on. So we were passing the needle through and he passed it through. And basically we were passing it back and forth through this sail. But as we were doing it, he sang a beautiful song, The Mermaid, The Mermaid Song. And I'm not going to sing it. Uh, there's a few mermaid songs out there. This is the one where it's it's like the ocean waves will roll, you know, the stormy winds will blow. Uh, we brave tars go skipping to the top uh, as the land lovers lie down below, below, below. So that's basically the chorus there. I didn't sing it. <laughs> yeah, and he sang that and it actually comforted me a lot. So, you know, there were times where, yeah, if, the, if, if I was getting nervous, I'd start remembering that song or even singing that song and call me right down. So thank you, Shiny. You're a great shipmate. I really appreciate you doing that. Uh, then, I, well, I, you know, those of you that have been listening to other episodes or while you're, I mean, I'm sure you heard about Josh uh, singing Mingle A Boat Song in the middle of a freaking hurricane. I think uh, Blair, our dearly departed sailor Blair, he did the same thing. 
So Mingle Boat Song's another good one that uh, just, you know, people in bad seas are just, they'll, they'll start singing that song and it, it brings them home. Uh, then we had, uh, <laughs> in the gale I was in, I'll never forget Delta Watch singing Swing Low. And you guys have to listen to my interview with uh, with Steve, Steve Casper, where I go into detail on that. But it's pretty darn funny and pretty awesome. So yeah, singing for comfort, that's one way to do it. Um, Pass his time while working, honestly. Uh, I remember swabbing the deck one time and making up verses to Spanish ladies. And 20 minutes later, I'm like, oh, I'm done. <laughs> that was kind of fun. So you can, you, you really can pass the time. And especially for songs like rowing songs, there are specific songs that are good for, for rowing, for real repetitive kind of work. And you can get in a trance. It's pretty cool. Like, like, like if you start, you know, if you row for, if you're rowing for hours or whatever, I mean, you can, you, it's physically exhausting, but when you're in a trance, you don't feel it and it, you just keep going and going. So yeah, some of the songs are designed for that. And there's ways of singing the songs that can kind of get you in a trance like state and which is pretty cool. So it definitely helps pass the time. Songs as gifts, you know, they're, they're, they're fun. Most people seem to like getting the gift of a song that's like custom made for them. And I'm not saying everybody should go out and do this because some people it takes them like hours and hours and hours to make up a song. It may not be the best thing. You might be better with your hands. I've never been a good woodworker. I've never been good at creating stuff with my hands, but I can make up songs without thinking about it. So it's kind of a no brainer. Uh, so I have gifted a few songs to a few shipmates and, and it is special. It's like something that I'm, I'm can do. And they're usually a little bit tongue in cheek, a little bit kind of poking fun. But, um, but I, I would like to think that those shipmates appreciate them as I appreciate my shipmates. Also, honestly, I've gotten a few, there've been a few times, more than a few times where I've gotten free drinks because I knew a bunch of songs and was able to get a group together and get them all singing. One time I remember quite distinctly, I was hiking in Wales, in Brecon, and there, there are villages throughout the Brecon National Park, the park there. It is gorgeous, absolutely beautiful. But I remember going to this one pub and the British had just instated the no smoking rule. And so I, I kind of go on this, but I'm like, is this pub closed? I kind of go up there. It's like you know, midday and I kind of knock on the window and, and, and I could see there were people in there. And then they, they kind of like, oh, they kind of all looked at each other and then one came over and they're like, oh. Oh, you're not a an inspector. I'm like, no, I'm a tourist, and I look like a tourist. I guarantee you that. And uh, they're like, oh, well, hey, oh, you're from America. Okay, nice. Yeah, the pub's not open right now, but it's it's gonna be open later. And uh, come by for a trivia night on Thursday night. It was like a you know a night or two later. So I did. I did show up on their trivia night, and they were really surprised I came there. And then you know we're we're drinking and stuff. And then I got, I started singing songs. I got people involved and, and they knew a lot of the old classic British songs. So we, we were singing those and people had a rip roaring, awesome time. And I got tons of free drinks and they were telling me all sorts of stuff. And, and they're like, what are you even doing here? Like, like, I, you know, surely you must be wanting to be somewhere else. I'm like, are you kidding? This is every tourist dream. Like next thing I know, you guys be talking about werewolves and stuff like that. And they were laughing, you know, obviously reference to American werewolf in London. And they were laughing and, and they said, oh, no, no, we talk about the werewolves to the other tourists. <laughs> but I got a lot of free drinks. And then that night I actually missed my, you know, I had to go home at a certain time to the hostel and I, I, the time passed. And so I kind of told the group and the bartender's like, oh my gosh, no, no, you're coming back. Me and my wife, you're going to stay at my place. And so I stayed at this awesome, it was like this three-story kind of old, old house. Uh, it was really cool. And so I crashed there and it was very special. The other time was Hobbiton that I remember uh, quite distinctly. 
I was at Hobbiton at the, the you know, in uh, New Zealand where they filmed Lord of the Rings. And at Hobbiton there, they have the Green Dragon. So there's a thing now where you can go and in the evening you can have dinner at the Green Dragon. And it was worth every penny my wife and I spent on it. It was absolutely incredible. Uh, she was dressed as an elf. I was dressed as a hobbit, which already made it a lot of fun. But when we got to the G Green Dragon, they, they had this amazing spread that they showed us, this hobbit feast. It was actually the inspiration for our wedding dinner uh, with all our friends and family. You know, everybody gathered around and, and carving the turkey and all that. But they had this incredible rustic feast. And then about, you know, we had drinks and they don't have pints. They were all just in little glasses. And so we're sitting there drinking and I'm, I'm barefoot in my little hobbit outfit. And then I kind of like looked around. Dinner was sort of wrapping up. I said, do you guys want to hear a song? And everybody was just like, yes, <laughs> you know, at my table. Absolutely, yes. And then and then there's like 40 people there. And so I got up in, in front of the fireplace and kind of start, said, hey, you know, started singing. And there was a couple that was having a 40th wedding anniversary. And so I sang a funny song, kind of poking fun at them. But everybody loved it. And after that, I got free beer. So I guess that's my very, very long-winded sailor way of saying you can get free drinks if you know a bunch of good songs and can rally people together to sing. Now, there are people that are against shanties. And that's okay. You are allowed to have your opinion, even if it's wrong. No, I'm kidding. It's subjective, obviously. I get it. Some people don't like shanties. Some people think they're silly. Some people don't like the style. I'll be honest, I kind of doubt they were singing in four-part harmony on most boats i could be wrong i could be wrong i may be way out of line i don't know but uh and then and i have had other times i remember this one young fellow was singing and he's and he knew every song you, you could imagine he knew every shanty there was but he sang like an 80 year old man and it was just with you know like the straining voice and the, the like kind of rocking back and forth i was just like you're you're singing like you don't have lung capacity you know, like, like every time I would sing, it's just like you sing kind of normal, you know, like like big bellowing voice. You don't need to to have a, yeah, just because the, the only, you know, maybe the true Shantyman recordings we have were when they were in their 80s or whatever. It doesn't mean you, you sing like that. But it's kind of a style thing. I get it. Every every sort of type of singing has its style. Uh, some people think that you can't or didn't work with singing. Maybe, yeah, some of the songs are like more, you know, you need you need a lot of breath for them, for sure. But those would be more like folksal songs or stuff that you'd sing when you're like off watch. or so. But they, they did have work songs. I guarantee you sailors did. Yeah, apparently on the military vessels, it was less of a thing. You didn't have people singing. But, but even then, you've got images and prints uh, and descriptions of a fifer or a fiddler on top of the capstan when people are going around, you know, when the sailors were going around to haul in an anchor. So even then, you had music at least. So I don't know, and not working. I mean, we actually have recordings of people working. There's a great one, uh, you know, beginning of O Brother, Where Art Thou? Uh, there's an excellent recording where you, you see in the movie, you see the chain gang, gang working and they're, they're hamming away at some rocks or something. Uh, but in reality, that song is actually a recording of, of a, a chain gang. I, I believe it's a chain gang. Don't quote me on that. But it's, it's a group of, of people and they are hacking at wood. So they're actually hacking... Uh, using axes and hacking at wood so it's kind of neat and you can obviously they, they did that for hours and they're singing uh so yeah i think on slow repetitive stuff yeah you know like i like i mentioned before with the rowing singing works really well yeah so my uh, my opinion i mean i like shanties uh for all those reasons and i get it there are people that don't and that's okay you're totally allowed that opinion uh, but some of the arguments i think don't really hold a lot of weight when you when you really analyze them 
so yeah, for me, for me singing with a group, it's all about passing the time or bonding the group. And I hope, I hope people kind of respect that. Like you may not get it, but it could also be because you've just never had that experience or when you did, maybe it was a bad experience. I don't know. But most people I've come across are a lot of times people get it, but some people don't. But when you're actually in the group, when you actually start learning the songs, know the songs, when you know the people around you that are singing, it is a great way to bond. And alcohol, I'm not going to lie, it helps a lot. Like my sweet spot for singing shanties is two to five beers. That's it. Any less, I'm actually not loosened up enough to, to really sing and let it loose. Uh, any more, more than five beers, I start slurring words and, and sounding really stupid and forgetting stuff. So it's weird. It's like less than two, I forget stuff and don't sound as good. More than five, I start forgetting stuff and don't sound as good. And alcohol honestly makes sense to me when singing. Like like logically, I mean, there's so many reasons not to drink alcohol. Like it's bad for your health. It costs money. It makes you say stupid stuff. It causes more violence than anything else. You know, more, more violent acts are committed from using alcohol because it just reduces all inhibition. Many, many more things. I could go on and on about how bad it is. However, when it comes to singing together, all of a sudden it makes sense. And we did have a sober shanty sing one time because the boat, you know, occasionally people get too rowdy and it's like, nope, cutting off alcohol. Well, the sober shanty sing was a bit of a flop. We started singing and it just didn't work. It didn't work at all. Like like people were forgetting the lyrics. People, it was not flowing. We had a really hard time with it. So, you know, there you go. It's, um, it, I hate to say it. A little bit of alcohol goes a long way. I'd like to talk a little bit about shanty men. Yeah, it's really interesting. A lot of people say, oh, I'm a shanty man, this or that. And they may know many, many, many songs, many more songs than I do, and all the verses and this and that. But to me, a lot of times, and, and this is not always the case, I do think there are some true shanty men out there that are very good at improvising, very good at making up songs, make up their own songs. But a lot of times people tend, and I, I guess it's human nature, to just kind of turn things into tradition and ritual. And so I've been to a lot of shanty scenes where it's just a formal sit down sober event that you, you know, it's almost like they, they almost open up books. I mean, I see people with their phones looking up lyrics and, and stuff like that. It reminded me a lot of church where it's just too formal. And that's my opinion. That's my style. Some people love it. Obviously, they love singing together a group. And I think that's fine. I do I do really think it's fine. But it's just, to me, the true shanty men, in my opinion, are the ones that more than just have the songs memorized. Like, they have the ability to make up verses on the spot. They have the ability to play around with words. A good shanty man could do that. And now I guess you'd have to say shanty person. I don't know. I kind of hope we keep that gender neutral. Like, if barista can be gender neutral, can we please keep shanty men gender neutral or just shanty singer i guess we could do shanty singer i don't know that's beyond the scope of this uh scope of this episode i think i'm going to edit that part out uh but really a really great example of uh, a shanty man or shanty singer dang it now i'm doing it all right well a really good example of a shanty man is from the book astoria uh, the book's astoria uh, by Peter Stark. Really awesome book. Incredible story. Uh, basically, this, the story of Astoria, the colony of Astoria on the West Coast in Oregon, it basically fills in the gap between Lewis and Clark and the Oregon Trail. You might have noticed, if you really think about it, like, hey, wait a second, nothing happened in those 30, 40 years? Actually, a lot did happen. It's Astoria that was filling in the gap there. 
in this colony. And what they did to create the colony, they sent a ship around Cape Horn with a bunch of people, a bunch, bunch of people to set up the colony, but they also sent a group overland. And with this group came a bunch of Fre- French voyeurs. No, voyager. Voya- I think it's voyagers. Not to be mistaken with voyeur, which is something else entirely. So yeah, these French people, these French uh, voyagers were expert canoers. They were expert fur traders. And they could they could you know navigate the rough rivers and then when they couldn't they would portage and and, and lift very heavy uh, amounts of furs and supplies they were they were famous for it incredible guys really interesting story but one of the fellows one of the first guys to actually die in the expedition was one of their really good for lack of a better word shantymen it was one of their singers and this guy apparently could make up really great songs and keep these guys rowing for hours and hours and hours. So they they specifically point out, yeah, he was our head singer. He was our lead singer and really well liked. So obviously it was kind of a big deal to have uh, these singers. So it wasn't just about memorizing songs. Now, the interesting thing is there's still hints of singing together that are left in our culture. I mean, I'm not going to lie. The American culture has mostly beat it out of us. We, we rarely sing together as a group. Uh, even most really awesome group songs, like our national anthem, which was an old British drinking song. Uh, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation, but it's to, to Anacreon in Heaven, or Anacreon in Heaven, uh, was the British drinking song that, that the melody's based off of. And yeah, what does America do? We just turn it into this big, massive show with fireworks. But it's like, actually, that song's really great to sing together when you're healthily buzzed around a fire, it's like it's it's a really cool song in that context. So we tend to do that. We make big shows out of things. We have these huge, massive concerts that, you know, I mean, I don't know. They're, I mean, I know people love them, and I, I know they, I get it, the, the power of the crowd and, and all that. I kind of on some level understand that. But it's, it is different. I'm just saying it's different from singing together with friends. And you know you still see hints of the back and forth with like some of the rap songs where you have like a call and response, a call and response. You know that's that's kind of interesting. Uh, and then you have you know there's country western songs where they have real simple choruses where they can just shut down the music, the singer can stop singing, and everybody knows the chorus. You know stuff like that. that that's kind of those are like remnants of our singing culture. And when people actually do that at those concerts, they love it, right? Everybody gets involved. You know, except you have thousands of people doing it. If you enjoy that at all, which almost all people do, you're going to love singing in a small group where everybody knows the words and, and can sing together and poke fun at each other. But unfortunately, this has been temporarily lost. And I say temporarily because it's really easy to get back. Pretty darn easy. Basically, just get rid of the technology. Get rid of the speakers. Get rid of the phones, the computers, the I, whatever things coming out lately the CDs, all that good stuff, get rid of it and get people good and bored around a campfire, get them close in a dark space, whatever they will start singing. I remember one of the, uh, the initiations for marching band, which I guess they don't do anymore because everybody's gone soft, but we used to have these initiations and they blindfold us. This is like over a hundred people, you know, we're all blindfolded. And, and so, but, and everybody though, kind of started huddling together. And, and then people started singing. It was really interesting. And, for, you know, for those looking outside in who weren't blindfolded, the, the sophomores, juniors, and seniors, and alumni, they were like, well, what's going on? But our whole freshman class started singing. I forget which song we sang, 
But I remember it really comforted us and it really bonded us and because uh, you can't see anything. And, and so that's one example there where, you know, just get, get people in a dark area around a campfire. The songs will come out eventually. And, and if you have one person that can sing a few songs and teach a few courses, then, then you're good to go. So, well, that's my recommendation. Learn some fun songs, learn some creative songs. They're out there. Uh, I'm going to try to include a list of songs that I really enjoy and times that they might be worth, you know, worth using. Uh, I may even, may even link some recordings to our Patreon supporters so you can actually hear us singing and having a great time together uh, on the boats and, and just singing together. But yeah, so so I'll definitely list some of those songs and get those recordings up. But I highly recommend if you can get people healthily buzzed in close quarters, in dark spaces, without all the technology, then I think your friends, you know, you guys will just naturally start coming up with songs to sing and, and doing it. It's worth a try. I mean, you give it a shot. What do you got to lose? You know? Oh, remember that night? Our weird friend decided to try to get us all to sing some stupid song. Like, that may be the case. Or people might be like, you know what? That was really special. Let's do it again. So you never know. Anyway, that's that's what I got. That's my two cents on sea shanties. Hope you folks enjoyed this. Please go out. Support your local tall ship. Support your local maritime museum. Help them out. Donate. Go on a sale. Volunteer. Please help them out in some way. They'd really appreciate it. They definitely need it. Please feel free to support me. Buy my kids' books. They're out there. They're really great. They're all written in poetry. So if you like singing, if you like songs, they kind of read like that. Uh, you can even make up your own melodies if you like. I don't care. And then, uh, yeah, feel free to support us on Patreon. Anything you could do to support would be very helpful. And it'll help me keep these episodes coming out. And I really appreciate you folks listening. Hope you enjoyed this. Wishing everybody fair winds and following sea. Bye.